This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And I'll tell you what, Brentford finished in the highest position they have done for 73 years. Think about that, 73 years. A massive positive as we go into the playoffs on Sunday this weekend. We're going down to the Liberty Stadium in Swansea to play a Swansea tee who snuck in at the last minute. So we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's because they're on a proper high there. But to make it honest with you, I know there's a bit of disappointment that's gone down because the result didn't quite happen as we wanted to against Barnsley and against Stoke. And we have to go to the playoffs. But listen, let's flip this on its head. I've had a few days to think about it. My name's Billy Grant. And to be quite honest with you, we're kind of where we are. And uh, I'm actually really positive going into these playoffs now. And I'm sitting here in the virtual lounge with my chums, the Laney and the Jim Levac. Laney, how are you? I've uh, put on a brave face, Bill. Um, I was feeling really, really low yesterday, like a lot of lot of Brentford fans would have been. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, you know reflected. Um, it was a proper kick in the nuts. Um, you know, um, we'll talk about it a bit in a minute. But uh, yeah, you're right. You know, we, we we have to. You know, we can't we can't be wallowing in it. We can't change what's happened. There's nothing we can do about that. All we can do is kind of focus on what the opportunity lies ahead. So, you know, um, yeah, I was. As you, as you said, it's one of the um, highest finishes in our club's history. I think we've only ever finished once higher in the second tier. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, lots, there's lots to be uh, content with, but there's, there's obviously still a lot of work to be done. The opportunity and, and the dreams yeah, still indeed. there. So we've got Jim Levesque as well. Haven't had him on the podcast for a while. So it's good to have you, Jim. How are you? Yeah, all good. Yeah. Um, contrary to, to Dave's opener there, I've been in sort of celebratory mood, really. I, I actually think, you know, if you'd said to me, start the season, you'll finish, finish third in the championship, probably the most competitive league in, in uh, the world, and you'll go into the playoffs having won eight of ten games, uh, I, I'd have bitten your hand off. I'd bit your hand off every time. And, uh, you know, the fact that the football we've played throughout the season has been sort of absolutely breathtaking at times, 
is, is just a, you know, an added bonus, really. Um, I don't see any reason why not that we can't repeat that kind of form. League's finished now, it's gone. We're in a we're in a three-game tournament. Bang, 270 minutes to football. Do do reasonably well. Play like we can. We're the best team in that in that mini tournament, and we'll be in the Premier League come the beginning of August. Keeping it up, keeping it buzzing, because like I said to you, there's a lot of plus points about this here. I want to throw in though, Jim, as I do earlier, I mean, you know, being a devil's advocate here, people will say, okay, that's that's great and everyone's keeping a, a, a positive spin on it. But the fact is that, you know, when push comes to shove and when it came to the last minute and Brentford could have, or some people even say should have, actually jumped, you know, at Beaches Brook, you know, in the final round of, of the Grand National and uh, the horse slipped over and, and it gets frustrating because it's happened so many times and that's what's happened again. So that's why there's been so much frustration and you could see why people are, some people are very angry, some people are just resigned, some people are just, you know, they're over it, Jim. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, people are angry. Um, it, I think you'll find it tends to be the younger element of Brentford supporters because they've they've got so close and that's understandable, perfectly understandable and I get that. But, you know, when you've been watching Brentford for as long as we have and, and seen some of the fare that's been dished up, I mean I saw their keeper boot the ball over the stand the other night. Well we used to see that at least four or five times a game back in back in the olden day. You know, and and, and we've come so, so far to, to just chuck it away now because we're feeling sorry for ourselves shouldn't feel sorry for ourselves we should be absolutely proud of what we've achieved and and i am proud of my football club i don't really care what what the naysayers think i think that whatever happens you know we've we've done magnificently well this season um yeah you could say you know you hear choking and bottling nonsense you know it's fine margins ollie watkins puts that goal in we're up fossu doesn't slip we're up Bromo's and Bueno's shot doesn't hit the post with brilliant save by the keeper. We're up. Get the penalty at Stoke. We're up. Simple as that. And all we need is just a bit of luck to come back our way. And as you know, luck evens itself out over the course of the season. And you know, we have to also sort of acknowledge the fact that we're, you know, this this achievement is at a completely higher level. It's in a different league, literally. To the other occasions where you know we've we've fallen short, falling short in the LDV final is you know with a, a vastly inferior team to this doesn't compare to finishing third in the second tier in you know multi multi million pound teams that we've been playing all season with parachute payments and and the advantage of selling stadiums and all that kind of alleged cheating and underhand financial what's you know whatever's that's been going on you know we've 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 actually performed a miracle and that's not to say you know it doesn't hurt it does still hurt you know but you know we we we're going up to the you know this is a competition to get to the best division in the world and you know the competition is the most fiercely um we're, we're ever going to see we've never seen this in our lifetime so to be comparing it to previous failures i get i do get it i do understand but, you know, Brentford are no different to any other football club that's been competing and, and kind of doing quite well. Clubs and teams fall short all the time. You know, we're, it's not a uniquely Brentford experience. And, you know, and I just think, you know, to be outside the stadium, um, I know it's a handful, um, balling out players is just embarrassing and it's disrespectful. And I know that there was, I know there was fans out there doing the right thing and, and clapping 
But uh, you know, there, there was a there was a minority that really didn't do Brentford fans any favours. If that's if that's like one of the few times our players have had any interaction with real fans in the last four or five months and having that amazing sort of seven or eight game run and they're being slagged off I just think that's kind of could be hugely damaging I mean Laney and Jim I mean you know I've, I've kind of tried to look at it with uh, you know like I said with positivity because as I've been I've said this quite a few times you know going into uh, coming out of lockdown I didn't expect too much I'll be honest with you I thought we'd do all right but I had no idea as I think none of us did that we're going to we're going to win so many matches you know, I thought we'll draw a few, you know, win a few, you know, lose a few. And we'll get into the playoffs easily. I thought easily we'll get into the playoffs, but we'll finish in fourth place. If we do really well, we'll finish in third place. And then we can go into the playoffs with a positive mind. So if we'd lost three matches out of that nine, I'd have been happy with that. I'll be honest with you, you know, as long as we we're in the playoffs beforehand. The problem that we have is, as they say, it's the hope that kills you. All of a sudden we've gone on this run. We're six wins in and we've gone, oh no, we actually look like we're Superman here. We can actually do this. And then six becomes seven. And then you're thinking, cool, we're so close here. And the fact is that we're sitting down here looking at these last two matches thinking we need to actually basically win these two to go up. I mean, as it, as it is, we actually only need to win one out of two because West Brom fluffed it. But that's what it looked like. We would have had to win nine out matches out of nine to go up. Now, I found out, just chatting to you know my, my, my numbers people, the odds of winning all nine matches was less than 1%, okay? Right, so less than 1% chance of actually winning all those nine matches. It was about 8% to win eight out of nine matches. Now, I know you always say, oh, stats, well, but the fact is that the chances of us doing that, of course we could have done it, was actually quite slim. And also the other thing is that if we, and, and this is quite a difficult thing to throw into the ball because obviously our first two matches were Fulham and West Brom, and obviously if we'd lost them two, it would have changed the dynamic completely. But say for example, we'd lost our third and fourth game, and then we won all our games after that, I think it would have been a completely different scenario that people would have had um, and thinking about this. It would have been a completely different setup that people have thought, oh, damn, we've lost our game. Oh, yes, we're into winning run. Oh, we've just missed out on the playoffs. So I think there's an emotional thing here that people have um, in their heart. But if you actually think of it sort of from a psychological, from the head's point of view, what we've done now isn't any different than what might have happened if we'd lost it earlier in the run. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, that's that is all right, but you 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 have you know the, the 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 pressure that was building and the kind of like you know the wave that was building. I like to look at it like making love to a woman. You've had like five or six cracking dates, mate, and uh, and you you know everything's about to happen. You go you go round for the for the for the eighth eighth date and she's lined up an evening of watching mrs brown's boys box sets instead it's uh it's uh you know it was a massive massive anti-climax whatever way you look at it mate yeah i mean i think i think basically listening to you billy and dave we're slipping into the trap uh, again you know talking about the past that's gone it's gone you know we can't change anything about those last nine games the last two games we can't put the ball in the net that should have gone in from what from Watkins shot that he missed, it's gone. So now we've got three games. The future is all we can affect, and and that's I think that's what we need to be looking at. And if we play like we know we can, because we've beaten all four of those teams throughout this sort of traditional season, with a, I think I read somewhere like a goal aggregate of 13 to four, then you know then we'll be fine. 
yeah, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to lift themselves up because of what has happened. But there's no reason why not because they're they're well. I'm going to swear they're good footballers, you know. And and I mean, I've I've said this before. I've sat I've sat down on the halfway line and watched Brentford play, uh, and the power and the precision and the technique. You don't you don't turn into a shit team overnight. You go on, you know. And and it's moments like this the, when you're in adversity that will define you as as a as a footballer, as a club, as a human being, you know, and, and, and that's, that's where we need to be. We just need to crack on now. We've got three games, 270 minutes, and I think, you know, we've got every chance. Which is true, but Jim, I think the, the discussion is coming from, we're not being negative here. I think the point what I'm trying to say to you is that we have won eight games and it's the, it's the order that you've won them in. And I think ment- mentally people turn around and say, this is a failure because we've lost at the back end. And I hear what Mamie's saying about the pressure and everything like that. But it's, it's exactly what you're saying. We're not a bad team. We're a team that, I mean, I've spoke to, we're going to speak to hear from Joe, the Swansea fan later as well. And he's buzzing about how they're doing. But at the end of the day, all teams out there are scared of us. They're the, two, they're the team that they don't want to meet us in the playoffs, okay? And the reason why is not because we're lucky or we've, you know, got, you know, could score goals from 50 yards every now and again. It's because we have consistently been good over a period of time this season. We've got some great players. We've got some great goal scorers. We've got a tight defence and people don't want to play us. And I think the danger is that sometimes you lose that because we lose two games, which are very important games, and you think because you do that, you've, you've just you lost everything, you can't do it. But the fact is that we've actually come through some brilliant games this season. We've won some tough games. We beat Fulham earlier on, we beat West Brom earlier on. Those were tough games because if we came out of this lockdown, lost to Fulham and lost to West Brom, all of a sudden we could have been looking down us, keeping ourselves in the playoffs rather than actually kind of like looking up. So those are sort of massively important games as well. But, you know, it's sure on us as fans because we thought oh well we've got another seven games to go if we lose those two so we have to just you know keep faith with the team we know what they're all about you also know again you know again you know you 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 chat about the you know i was chatting to you know a few of the coaches staff and everything like that there they obviously massively disappointed but on the flip side of it they've also said that you know it is fine margins. It's like you said there, if, if one of the shots, if Ollie's shot had gone in, it would have turned the game. You know, yes, um, Barnsley were brilliant at pressing us for 60, 70 minutes. And we thought, how are we going to get out of this press? But when we scored that goal, we had turned the game. They started to tire. They were on the back foot. We were coming at them. We took off the defender. We were coming at them. And it looked like at any moment we could have scored a goal. It's like Swansea, what they did, they changed their team and they just went at Reading in the second half and they're like listen we need to get all the goals we can do and they came at them and it may not have happened they may not have scored a goal in the 92nd minute you know we might not have scored that goal against Derby when Ben Rama chipped it in we might not score the goal against Charlton but it happened but when it against the Kemp's Barnsley it didn't happen for us unfortunately but it might have any other day it doesn't stop them from being good players so you could see what happened when Josh Silva scored that goal bang it went off and if, if, if Ollie Watkin goals had scored, you know, it could have been three or four one that game, but it just didn't happen. Doesn't mean that we can't stop and start again on Sunday. No, you, you're right. What you, what you said there is like we have to have faith in the players. You know, we can't to, to, to forget or to sort of completely scrub what's happened in the last 
sort of three or four weeks would just be sort of you know a bit naive you know yeah it's, it's a low and yeah we've got to pick ourselves up but uh, you know there, there is there's enough talent out there I just hope that they, they're able to kind of get a little bit of rest and, and to kind of switch off a bit perhaps in the last couple of days um, I, can't I can't imagine he's worked them too hard physically um, they're going to need all the energy they can get it's, it's about being you know positive mental attitude I think hopefully that's what he's done he's got them out Kids just kicking around like jogging out on the out on the on the, the uh, sort of the practice pitch at Jersey Road, um, getting a bit of spirit going. You know, Jim. You know, you you were fortunate, unfortunate to be at at, the, at Griffin Park on on Wednesday night reporting. Um, you know, for what you hoped would be the last ever match there. You know, what what's your vibe? seeing the players sort of coming off from that and you know knowing knowing the players and knowing the management and the coaching and having spoken to them all what's, 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 where's your head with all of that kind of turning around and getting them to kind of refocus they, they look gutted at the end there's like four or five of them lying down on the pitch um say ben rama walked off just in front of me um he strode off in a rush to the dressing room and he was swearing very loudly in French um, you know it was a string of angry expletives frustration in his voice um, and because he wants it he wants it badly and it's that that will mean that when we go to Swansea and when we get them back at our place they're not they're not just going to say oh, all right yeah we gave it a good shot they won't do that because they're professional athletes they're professional footballers and They've bought into the Brentford model. They've bought into the fact that this is a unique football club, in my opinion, um, and they want to repay that debt to, to the club. You know, and Thomas, uh, who I think's done a good job, like you say, he won't be working them that hard. I wouldn't have thought he'll just be getting, you know, he'll be getting the sort of laughs and jokes back up again. And and you know, football's a funny thing, isn't it? You sort of always go into every game with optimism um, as a fan. Um, and as a player, I just think, you know, they'll take each game as it comes. It is a cliche, but it's very, very true. They will take each game as it comes and they'll be ready. They'll be ready on uh, Sunday night. Um, and I just think, you know, first 15, 20 minutes, we start to play our kind of football, be a bit expansive, be expressive. Don't be, don't be fearful because as far as we, we, the fans are concerned, there's no expectation. We're a tin pot club. We're a little club that, that, as Thomas says, you know, the place stinks of piss. We're, we're, we're nothing. People can laugh at us. But, you know, we, we can play football and we will do. If we do that first 20 minutes, um, that will rock Swansea back on their heels. Yeah, there's no crowd to silence, but it will make them think. And that's what we need to do. And I, I've got every confidence that we will do. Um, as I say, three games to each game as it comes. Let's tackle the first one first put ourselves in a good position for next Wednesday. Um, it's a shame there's no crowds there. I mean, you know, people say, oh, you're very lucky to be going into the ground. It's it's very, it's very hollow sort of experience. You know, it's not, it's not a pleasant experience at all. Um, it's, and, and you know, you can tell that the players would prefer to be able to feed off the crowd in those positive moments, like when Josh equalised the other night. But, you know they're professional footballers, and they and we've got a squad of players who are, in my opinion, you know one of the top three sides in this division. Uh, we've just got to go and prove it now. Jim, I'm just interested because you were in the ground there, and we talked in the previous podcast about how we thought that maybe not having the crowds 
um, benefited us because we weren't in the stadium. So when we are under the pressure situations, we were probably earlier in the run. We didn't, the players didn't feel it and they'd be playing very well. However, on the, the, the Barnsley game, when, especially when Josh scored that goal, do you think that we would have actually benefited if the crowd was actually in the stadium then? Because a few people are saying that if the crowd was in there, they could have actually almost like kind of sort of wooed the ball into the back of the net. If the crowd had been in there, we'd have won that game, without a doubt. Because um, you know the kind of buzz and the tightness of the of the, the stands to the pitch and the atmosphere would have been would have been bouncing in there. Um, but yeah, and I also agree that in that run, it did possibly did help us. We're a technical side, um, and we sort of basically treated the games like they were training games. Um, and in a training game, I bet we're quite difficult to live with, you know, uh, defensively attack. I, you know, it, it's, it's a tough ask, I think, for any side to, can, to cope with those front three when they're on form. Um, that said, personally, and it's just my opinion, I think there's one or two in there who looked a bit leggy. Um, but then, you know, I haven't got the stats from the, the monitors and all that. So, you know, whatever, whatever team he picks will, will be the right team. As far as I'm concerned, um, but yeah, I think I think with a crowd with a crowd in there, um, it would have been different kettle of fish. Also, I think there's a few there as well. Um, again, no one wants the team to lose. You know, the coaching staff, the players, nobody, the fans don't want the team to lose. But I think there's also maybe a view coming into Brentford as well that listen, have a look at this. Not as a, not that we lost, and that's a great thing, but. You can't carry on, you know, we keep saying this, but, you, you know, even the best teams lose at some stage. You can't win all the time. You cannot win all the time. And we've got a really long, young side here. We've got players who average age is probably about 22, other than Dalsgaard, who pushed it over the edge a little bit. You know, so probably average age is like 22 and a half. But very young players who are still kind of formulating their experiences. Now, we went through a very, very kind of two very, very tough games emotionally and, and physiologically, you know, and psychologically, you know, from, from, from a psychological level as well for these players. OK. And even though we may have lost them, the players would have gained something. They would have got something out there. They would have got some sort of experience out of that. We saw what happened last season with Leeds when Leeds, you know, they lost to Wigan, then they lost to us, then they ended up losing to Derby in the semi-final. They've come back this season bigger and stronger. And there's an argument to say that, listen, we had got such a head-on during that run. Yes, we came out of that, but those guys have experienced that pressure and that experience at the back end of that season where, okay, it's ended up putting us where we expected to be anyway. So we're going to go into the playoffs with that experience of being in this high pressure situation and having dealt with it and let's just see how it goes from there so what i'm trying to say is that listen there are lots of positives to come out of this and we can't necessarily see it at the time but we've lost that game but it's not going to be a negative because these guys are young they're still great footballers and they just need to work out how they can come out of that and use that experience to take it to another level yeah you hope so of course you know it's um it's it's it's, it's vital that, that that's what happens yeah we're, we're, we're all we're all we're all praying that's exactly what happens, Bill. You know, we, we said in the podcast, in the post-lockdown, exact, exactly that. We've been consistent, you know, another win, another win, another win, another win, and, and then, a, then a hard-fought win, then a, like a, you know, a fortunate win. And you know, it was obvious that, that that doesn't go on forever. It never, never, never has done and never will do. Um, and it was it was inevitable at some stage you get you get results so you know in in, in the end obviously we hoped it, you know, they would be draws and not defeats and then that would have got us over the line but and then you start winning again and we've, we've done that throughout the whole season and all the time we've been in the championship fortunately 
whenever we've seen a sequence, a sequence of, of, of winds, there's a defeat. And it's almost like, um, like when, it, when the thunderstorms come after some really, really great weather. You know, it, it, you know that it's not going to be sunny forever. You do need the rain to clear it all and so you can, the sunshine can come back again. And that's, that's my analogy of the moment. We've had, we've had two really, really rainy nights and we're, we're hoping the good weather's going to come back. So, you know, I, I hope we can go to Swansea and we, we haven't got a win down there. You know, we, we, can, we can get a draw. Um, but we, we, we need to get a positive. We need to get our mojo back. And I know there's every reason to suggest that's exactly what's going to happen. I'd love us to go to Swansea and treat it like uh, a Tuesday night game uh, in the middle of, you know, middle of January just like another game play the football we know we know we can and see what happens you know there's no expectation from us we're, we're absolutely proud of them what they've achieved so far um, it's just a, if they can take the extra step wonderful if they can't we'll still be there next season we're going to find out a bit more about Swansea by going over to Tom from Total Swans vlog is a video vlog and he does some great vlogs just checking them out there so let's listen to what Tom has to say about Swansea so season's over and we're here the playoffs have arrived finally big game on Sunday we're going down to the Liberty Stadium in Swansea to play Swansea in the first leg of the championship playoffs this is a place that a lot of Brentford fans didn't want to get to but listen we've got to get over that and we need to just look forward and tell you something Swansea got no idea about Swansea I've seen them play a few times they looked all right but I never thought they're going to be anywhere near these playoffs so I was going to do a bit of research and I thought tell you what let me speak to my chum Tom from Total Swans TV because he knows much more about Swansea than I'd ever do Tom how are you doing I'm doing very well mate I'm doing very well it's a pleasant surprise to be speaking to you at this point of the season to say the least I must admit I wasn't expecting this at all I mean you did I mean I looked at it on the day and we were sitting there going, because there's this fear that Brentford fans have about playing Nottingham Forest because they've beaten us twice a season. And they managed to kind of keep it really tight. And then all of a sudden, that bang, they kind of just kick you with this goal on the break. So a lot of Bees fans say, we don't want to play Forest, we want to play Forest. And they go, well, we could play Swansea, but the chances are so, it's just not going to happen, is it? And then all of a sudden, gee, you stuck a draw there at the final, you stuck a win at the final shout. I mean, how was that feeling? Oh, mate, honestly, you know, the night before, um, butterflies. I was really nervous before, you know, go, going to bed that night, thinking because anything can happen in 90 minutes of football. Um, but woke up the day of the game feeling super confident um, throughout the day. Nerves hit hard uh, just before kickoff. Um, but as the game went on, um, the Swans just attacked straight away, and we looked like a team that would go in for it on the day. Um, all we had to do was play our part get the three points, score as many goals as possible. Um, and then it was a roll of the dice after that, see what happens with the other fixtures. A massive, massive roller coaster of emotions throughout that day, to be honest. I can imagine, man, you know, there's nothing better, as they say, than a last minute winner. I mean, you were winning already, but that goal just felt like, a, you know, it felt like it was the FA Cup final and then you just knocked the ball in the back of the net in the last minute, wasn't it? Um, it, it was, it looked like it was coming. Um, as I say, we, I had a good feeling we could do our job. Um, we just relied on, on Hull to get a victory over Cardiff, which didn't happen. Um, and then obviously Stoke uh, at Forest trying to pick up as many points as they could. Um, Cardiff run away with their game and it was only looking uh, as one, one route into the playoffs. And that was 
Stoke had to score as many goals as they could against a, a good Forest team, but Stoke are in form. Um, so, you know, the confidence was there. Uh, it was just absolute chaos, mate, honestly. Like I, say, I think a 91st, 92nd minute uh, Wayne Routledge goal, um, getting us the fourth, and then Stoke got a fourth to just absolutely guarantee the playoff spot. Um, I went absolutely wild, absolutely wild. It was, it was like a final, like you say, mate. It was like a final because as far as end of season, um, like you know, the final game of the season, there's never really a lot like, uh, you know, on the line for the Swans at that point of the season. And to have a massive opportunity after having an okay sort of season, a very good start, but an okay sort of season to jump into that playoff spot on the very last minute is, uh, it was unreal, absolutely unreal. I mean, I mean, talking about your season, you know, just looking at the last six games, you know, you had four wins, a draw and one loss, and that only loss was against Leeds. That's pretty incredible form. I mean, how have you been playing? I mean, obviously, there's nine games since uh, football has resumed. Um, fantastic start uh, against Borough away, 3-1 victory there. And then we went on lost against Luton Town. So since the restart, there's been the Leeds loss and the Luton loss. Um, kind of thought that that had derailed us um, from the playoffs. But there was still so much football still to play and teams were dropping points around us. Um, but as far as how we've been playing, Steve Cooper, I think, has finally, finally found a system. Um, it's it's taken him a while. It's, it's taken him till about six games, seven games before the end of the season to find a formation uh, and a style of play which absolutely works. It absolutely works. We played really well against Leeds. We were very unfortunate. Um, we just didn't take our chances during that game. Um, but other than that, we've been playing, I think, some of the best football maybe since since August because we were fantastic at the start of the season. Um, luckily, like I say, we've just we've sailed through uh, the middle point of the season, played superb at, at, the, at either end, and it, it's it's rewarded us with a playoff spot. Um, the performances have been really good. The performances at, towards the end of the season have justified this this finish, to be honest. And obviously, like I said to you, you're very very pleased about how it's gone about. But you know, talking about playoff spots. You almost couldn't have, you know, you almost didn't get a playoff spot because, you know, when COVID came and they decided to sh close the season down, just shut the season and then take, you know, take a little grip as to how we're going to move forward. There was talk at one stage of basically the places remaining the same as they were and points per game deciding how we move forward, which would have meant that Brentford would have finished fourth, would have gone into the playoffs. And at that time, I think Preston North End would have finished sixth and Swansea well, would have been out of it. So I'm pretty sure that you're very happy that we carried on with the season yeah i think i'm not sure the exact uh, final position we would have been if it had been points per game um, it probably would have been about ninth or tenth we we wouldn't have been uh, in the top six by any means um but i mean a lot of teams have had very good seasons like you say preston have had a very good season millwall themselves since getting rid of um getting rid of their manager who's now gone to cardiff um, they've had a fantastic sort of second half of the season um and had football being um you know postponed and cancelled uh, for the rest of the season it would have been disappointing you know well when you've still got points to play for and there are um you still have something to fight for you want to be able to play football i think they've gone about it the right way um you know with the, the excessive testing um especially in the lower leagues as well and they've been you know very very minimal positive results i don't think there's been a positive result um for a good few weeks so it's been a blessing in disguise football returning, to be honest. I'm not really sure what a lot of the Swans fans thought how it would go. Um, 
whether or not we really really thought that we could steal a playoff spot or not. Um, but I'm over the moon, football resumed, and I'm delighted the way the season has ended. So the Bees and Swansea have been, we have, we can't, we've come to, to, to locked horns before in the playoffs as well, I remember, and I was actually there. You know, it was back in the day, in the Martin Allen days as well. You know, it was, uh, it was 2006, the year was, as well. You know, so it's 2006, we met you in the playoffs twice. Uh, we drew one all down at the, the Liberty Stadium. I remember going to that match as well. And then afterwards, the return match was a few days later at Brentford where you beat us 2-0. The, the Leon Knight match, if I remember rightly, made us cry. That was absolutely gutting. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully you've got all your playoff uh, wins out of, out of your system now. Hit it, hit it. Fingers crossed you've had all your wins out of your system for over us this season. Um, you certainly returned the um, the damage that we did to you guys last year. Um, obviously, we played you in the FA Cup as well, um, and we, we you guys shipped some goals against us last year. But we have certainly uh, returned that favour for you this season. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We don't allow you to score as many as you have. I think I can't remember the exact results. One of them was four something. Uh, I think it's about nine one or nine two on aggregate this season to Brentford. Um, so you've given us a good pace in this season. I think uh, I think it's our, it's our turn now to uh, to return the favour to Brentford. Yeah, that's right. I mean, three one at home, we beat you. It was three nil away from home as well. And uh, like I said to you, also, yeah. So those, I mean, that's so uh, six six one wasn't quite the nine, but six one, which is you know, which is good. But listen, the season's over now, and we're in a different, you know, we're in a different scenario. I mean, I'm just wondering, you know, are you going to play? the same type of game. I mean, looking at your strengths, you know, um, because when we played you up at your place, we beat you 3-0, but, you know, actually looking at the game, you, again, you talked about not taking your chances against Leeds, but, you know, we thought, thought you were a pretty good side and if you take your chances, it would have been a lot tighter game than it was, but we were, like, on fire that day and we were just, like, bang, 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 balls in the back of the net. I think that's kind of, that's kind of been an issue with the Swans for, especially this season and last season, it probably is with a lot of teams. You know, you get more chances than you do score goals. Um, but those those clinical and clear cut chances are the ones you sort of need to put away. Um, and we've we kind of you know fallen away from that a little bit. Um, thankfully, we we picked up on that. We've been able to take our chances in the last few games, and especially since football has returned, um, we've scored quite an awful lot of goals. I haven't got the exact number. We've scored quite a few amount of goals since football has returned. Um, but it is all about taking your chances. Um, you know, you can have 10, 10 opportunities on goal and put all of them wide. The other team can have that one counter attack and take all three points home or get the victory in that in that first leg. Um, so it'll be. I'm really looking forward to this. It'll be a very interesting uh, game to see how both teams set up um, and how both teams, you know, attack the game or whether the home team decides to sit back for 90 minutes. Who knows? But you've got to attack these sort of games. It is, a, you know, this, as you say, the season has finished. And it's it's basically around Robin now, and it? it's almost a knockout. So, thankfully, there's the, there's the two legs. Um, you know, if anything does go wrong, but I'm feeling confident for these games. If I'm honest, looking at the Reading game, I mean, you beat Reading four-one last game of the season. Again, great result for you. Again, I don't quite know how to take that result because Reading, you know, we we gave them a good tonking a few weeks ago. They seem to have kind of you know slightly Jekyll and Hyde, and also seem to be a little bit. On the beach, as it has, you know, you guys had to just go out there because you knew what you had to do. You had nothing to lose. You just thought, let's just go attack, attack, attack. You changed your formation, I see, as well. You went to a four-two. I think it's uh, four-two-one-two. Uh, I think it was. 
Um, so yes. Yeah. So, so you changed. So you had two. You know, you had your two up front um, as well with your Brewster and your Ayu, and you created a load of chances relative to the amount of possession you had. You uh, created goal-scoring opportunities through through balls. You know, you had a lot of long shots as well, and you also had a lot of set pieces. And basically, you you put your chances away. Um, you did give away a lot of free kicks around the box. So it, it looks like you really kind of went for it up at Reading. Yeah, um, certainly. I mean, from from the first, I think, 40 seconds on the clock when we had our first very good opportunity um, and we, we could have taken the lead within the first minute. Um, we did push on. I think the formation at the end of the game um, was three at the back, three up top and just overloaded in midfield. Um, you know, we had IU up top, we had Brewster and then we threw on the youngster, uh, Liam Cullen, who who got his first senior goal uh, against Reading and what a time to, to get your goal, what an important game that was. Um, and yeah, the formation certainly changed as the game went on. I think as fans watching the game, knowing how Steve Cooper has managed th th through the games this season, he's not big on making changes. Um, and whereas the fans seeing it from, you know, watching it on TV or whether you're, in, you know, you're back uh, with a, a better field of view in the stadium, um, you kind of, your fans see the game a bit different to the coaches and we're always calling for substitutions but Steve Cooper got it perfect uh, against Reading he made the changes that needed to be made at halftime which I don't think I've seen uh, Cooper make a change at halftime unless it's it's he's been forced through injury um, and you know we made the right changes towards the end of the game I was screaming for Selena to come on I don't think he came on until the 90th minute um, but every single player who who contributed throughout that game had an absolutely amazing uh, performance um, and like I say we had to go for it Reading the, the, they were on the beach I think they could have moved up to 13th and as low as 16th um, on that day so I think they were 15th at the time or 14th so they, they were done their season was finished nothing to play for um, and I think you could kind of see that either their attackers are that poor uh, or you could you could kind of get the uh, the lack of effort maybe in the in the, like the last ten minutes from some Reading players, um, which kind of stood out if I'm honest in their finishing. Every ball was low and easy at, at our goalkeeper, so you can kind of take the result, uh, I guess, with a pinch of salt. We had a job to do and we got it done. Um, Reading, Reading season was finished. You actually were three, four, one, two, like you know, so you know four in the midfield with you know Conor Gallagher sitting off with Ayu and Brewster up front, um, and and it obviously it obviously worked for you. Whether or not you're going to do that on on Sunday, I'm not quite sure because you've only played that formation five times this season. It's been fairly successful, like one three, drew one, and you've lost one. But I think it's a formation that he probably uses in particular times, like the game on uh, last weekend, but um, on Wednesday, but. You know, just coming back to your players, because you mentioned quite a few players, obviously Ryan Brewster, Ryan Brewster, who you got on loan from Liverpool. Very dangerous player. I mean, who are you excited about out there? We have played the loan market probably the best uh, in the in the division, especially the, the January uh, loan market, definitely. Um, the, the likes of Conor Gallagher from Chelsea, Ryan Brewster from Liverpool, um, Mark Gaihi from Chelsea as well. Uh, we had Ben Wilmot from Watford, um, Freddie Woodman from Newcastle. These were all starting players for us, very much fringe players for all their, their parent clubs. Um, but we've done, we've, I, I'm really excited about our team. It's difficult to get excited when certain results aren't going your way or you, you feel that the team aren't performing the way you, you kind of expect them to because you believe in them as a fan. Um, but to be fair, 
I don't know if you've seen it, Billy, mate, but Rian, Rian Brewster's goal uh, against Reading, 30-yard rocket. It came out of nowhere how he had that much space. Um, I, I don't think he's taken a shot from that distance in a game since he's been with us. Um, and if it has, it's been nowhere near going in. But to, to see him taking that opportunity in such a big game as such a youngster, he's kind of got a free role. You know, he's learning. Um, he certainly excites me. He's probably the most exciting player we've got to look out for. Um, Andre Ayew, obviously, everyone knows about. Um, everyone knows his abilities, what he's capable of doing, um, his sort of dangerous uh, attacking threats, and he's superb in defence on set pieces. Um, but like I say, we've played the, the loan market brilliantly. Steve Cooper's done a fantastic job with the contacts he's got. Um, and it's very exciting. Like I say, the, the end of the season has really got the Swansea fan base uh, very excited and very confident going into these last few games. Well, these, these playoff games. That's right, I can imagine. And just quickly as well, because obviously you've got an XB in your ranks, Jake Bidwell, who actually was with us when we got promoted from Division 1 to the Championship. How is he doing for you? Mate, honestly, I have been so, so impressed by Jake Bidwell. Um, a little rusty at the start being released from QPR we picked 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 him up brought him on board um, a little rusty we've had some very good left backs over the years so he does have he has a little bit of uh, pressure to live up to to be fair but those those players have also been um, Premier, League, Premier League players for us and are still Premier League players to this day um, but in all fairness to Jake mate he has come in and he has hit the ground running he's possibly one of the more exciting attacking you know left wing backs that we've had his delivery into the box this season has probably changed our game. Um, the way Cooper is utilising him down that left-hand wing and not so much using a left winger, it's, it's absolutely superb. Whereas Andre would, would focus on the right-hand side and attack. Bidwell is coming up from the left. The players are all falling into that position. And I, I've been massively, massively impressed with him. And I've probably been one of his biggest defenders this season uh, for online criticism. Um, I, I think he's been brilliant you know, fantastic scoop on a free free transfer. So Sunday's match, you know, big game for both of us. You know, we've lost two games in a row now after going eight games on a winning run. I mean, it's an unbelievable streak that we were on, but, you know, a little bit of nerves, a little bit of tiredness, a little bit of, you know, teams that are a bit clever coming up against us, you know, uh, and it, you know, it's caused us a few problems and we've now come into this probably uh, not the same way that you've come into it. You've come into it in a bit of an up, we've come into it a little bit of a down, but, you know, there's still two matches to go um, where we can sort this out. I'm just wondering, how do you think you're going to set up? I mean, do you play a sort of high-pressing game with Swansea? Do you play that quite hardcore pressing game like Leeds United do? Uh, no, and I was super impressed with how Leeds did press us. Um, Forest as well, to be fair, because obviously we like a lot of possession football if we can get it. Um, we, we enjoy playing at the back between the defenders, the midfield and the, def and the goalkeeper. Um, Bamford did a superb job, as did who's the striker for Forrest, Grabham. Uh, he did an absolute superb job on his own, pressurising our centre-backs and the goalkeeper. We didn't have any time on the ball in defence. Um, he's probably done the better job out of, as, as you say, you mentioned Leeds. Um, Forrest probably did the better job against us um, with the high pressure. Um, as far as the Swans, n not really. Um, Brewster, may, you know, he, he pushes on a bit. Um, IU is always a threat, no matter where he is on the field, uh, with or without the ball. But we're not really, I, I say we're sort of a build-up team. So, you know, we'll, we'll receive the ball, um, keep possession, find the pocket, look for spaces. And we, before um, 
football had resumed uh, before lockdown, it was sort of trying to walk the ball into the back of the net. And it, it was kind of like that just as football resumed. Um, we've, we've gone a little bit, you know, gritty about it now. We're, we're doing the long balls over the top. Um, sometimes, you know, they don't come off. Um, but against um, Bristol, almost every single ball that went down that right-hand side over to Brewster or Andre Ayew was picked up. Um, and, and then we go on the attack from there. Um, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a change because, as you say, there has been a change of formation. There's been a change of style. Um, and the games have reflected that. The, the results have reflected that as well. So I'm not too, too sure how, St uh, how Steve Cooper will go about this uh, on Sunday. But... I back him. I'm fully confident, whichever way he wants to go about it. Okay, so it sounds like it could actually be a mirror image of Brentford playing each other, you know, because we're similar styles of football. You know, I like to keep possession of the ball. We go long as well as you do the passing game as well. And I suppose there's individual bits of skill coming from both sides, which actually might make the difference. So it sounds like, in principle, it could be an exciting game. But then after all, that will probably be nil all. So listen, talking about giving us the ball, I've got to get you to give a score prediction. We're home first. Um, because we're the inform of the two going into the playoffs. Um, and I think on the back of like the last last five sort of games, we've played three teams who were in the top six. I don't think you've I think you've maybe played one um that were in, you know, the the, the top six at the time. Um I'm feeling confident, mate, if I'm honest. Um two one Swans victory on Sunday. 2-1 to the Swans. OK, we'll see if the confidence is there. So listen, Nathan, Tom, it's been brilliant chatting to you, mate. Um, listen, it's a big weekend for both of us. Just go out with your mates, enjoy yourself. We're going to enjoy ourselves as well. We'll be in the pubs of Brentford and all around West London. Keeping our fingers crossed that Leon Knight, whatever happened in 2006, is not going to come back to haunt us. And also last year when you, oh God, yeah, when James took that ball, and ran from one end of the pitch to the other about 3,425 miles an hour as well. <laughs> um, we're not going to let that happen to us. Haunting, haunting, haunting stuff. stuff in the FA Cup last season as well. <laughs> None of that's going to happen again. Hope it's going to be a great match. Hope you enjoy yourselves. Hope you enjoy yourselves. And fingers crossed, um, it goes the right way. Hopefully it does go the right way, mate. Okay, take care. Brilliant. Cheers, Billy. Thank you, mate. So that was Tom, and Tom's still on a high, man. He's properly, I mean, I had to take him off the roof and bring him down to do that interview because he was still literally properly on a high after that game uh, against Reading because they, it was just so not going to happen and then it just happened and they're very, very happy. And, you know, listen, Swansea are on a great run. Four wins, a draw and a loss, and their only loss was against Leeds in the past six. That's pretty incredible form. They're playing well. They're playing great. To be fair, you have to remember, I think they were first or second earlier on the season. They had a great start, then they dipped off after that. So they've been a kind of like almost a slight inverse to us where they've kind of, you know, started off well, then badly, then come back in again. So it's one of those ones we definitely have to be on our P's and Q's. But on the flip side of it, and I know it's really hard to say teams that you prefer to play, I suppose you won't prefer to play, but, you know, people were worried about us playing teams like Forest or maybe teams like Cardiff because of the way that they are maybe able to sort of stifle our play and, you know, kind of, you know, stop our midfield from playing, stop our key players from playing. It seems that Swansea, according to Tom, aren't the type of team that do that. They prefer to keep possession of the ball, keep passing, 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 and pass them to death, as Uwe Rosler used to say. That potentially could be in our favour, couldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, you know, the teams that have come and sort of stifled us, you know, Forest twice, um, Birmingham, they've basically 
been sort of anti-football really um, and I know I won't make many friends saying that but you know time wasting from the 23rd minutes not not really a good sort of sign that there's going to be much entertainment on offer in my opinion um, I, I think we're better off when teams want to sort of go toe to toe with us um, they might they might adapt that slightly but if it's in their sort of if it's in their DNA all season, then, then you know if they start making changes now, that's going that is that's a risky risky thing to do. Um, we just need to carry on doing what we're good at, um, and I think you know first 15, 20 minutes will be quite important. Uh, if we can make them realise that they're in a they're in a game against a side that does what they do but better, um, I think that you know you could see see us get a result down there. Um, two two wins against them already this season 3-0 and 3-1 you know that'll be on their mind just as you know little negatives you know you've talked about but I'm not I'm banishing them I'm banishing them from my mind because it's no point thinking about the negatives we've just got to go down there and play how we can and if we do that we'll be fine yeah our record against all the teams that are in the playoffs is, is pretty good I'm not going to jinx it by, by, by saying you know what, what they are but uh it, it, it does bode well in terms of the fact that you know two of those teams do play a lot of football. Um, we know we know Swansea um, are, are you know a very good, very dangerous on their day uh, team. They, as, you, as you rightly pointed out, Bill, their record leading into the playoffs has been exceptional. Um, and then last season, you know, home and away, and then the FA Cup, you know, we we, we struggled to, to cope with them. I know it's a, it's a different Swansea team; they've, they've been weakened since then. But you know, we we know that they are, you know, they're ethically a very good team, um, and that they'll they'll try. They won't track them, I and they're not going to change the way that they, you know, that they they set up because that's that's what's gotten to this stage you know they need to get that keep that momentum going and we're not going to change the way we've approached these games so you know those two factors taken into account things things should be you know all set for a very open fluid game of football where yes there'll be tactics but it, it's, I don't think any team's going to be sat set up just to kind of like spoil. I think you know. We, I think it, it probably won't be quite toe to toe, but it won't be far off. Talking to Tom there, you know, they, I mean, obviously their key players, Rian Brewster, who they got from from Liverpool, is on loan from Liverpool. Andre Ayew, who, like I said to you, he looks dangerous when he gets the ball. You know, I've seen him in quite a few games now as well, and I, you know, I looked at him and thought, mm, okay, but I didn't think we were ever going to be playing him, so it didn't really kind of bother me too much. But obviously, they've got Conor Gallagher as well, who was tearing it up for Millwall as well at the time so they brought in sort of kind of you know they've got three players up there you know Conor Gallagher at the, at the attacking midfielder role and they're, they're playing with the two forwards up front as well uh, against Reading they had 64% uh, 64% with Reading's 36% and interestingly they still created a high number of chances relative to their position they had 20 shots but interestingly, they had eight shots on target so they seem to be that type of team again who they create quite a bit but they don't necessarily put it in the back of the net or they don't get on target. Now, listen, it's the touch wood because, you know, all they need to do is get one or two goals and it's different. But they almost seem to be like to be a sort of kind of a mirror image of what we are like or what we were like last season or maybe even earlier this season. Don't you think, Jim? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, what, the other thing you've got to bear in mind is, you know, they played Reading, who are, well, in a normal sort of world, they'd be on the beach. You know, it's not, it's, they're not going to be, Busting a gut, I wouldn't have thought. I, I haven't seen the, the game, so I'm talking from a degree of uh, of ignorance. But I mean, once they get a bit of momentum, then they've obviously pushed ahead. They've got some dangerous players. Brewster's a talent, um, and I I've always liked Gallagher. 
but I do think that you know you look at our defence is very strong. Um, you know, you, Norgard for me one of the, well probably the player of the season, and I just I just think we'll have too much for him. I, I do, but football's a funny game. There's fine margins again, and if if you don't take your chances when they come along, um, then then that can go, go against you. As if you if the stats that you've just sort of said maybe they're a mirror image of what we were like a year ago, then that's that's good. You know, because they they won't get many chances to miss. I don't think it's going to be also fascinating to see how the other semi-final playoff uh, pairing gets on Fulham and Cardiff. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to have a massive interest, hopefully, in in the outcome of of, of those two two uh, legs. So yeah, this going to be it's going to be like some really excellent uh, pressured football matches to uh, to be watching over the next week. It's uh, it comes thick and fast, you know. It's gonna, you know we've got Sunday, Wednesday, and then uh, then then hopefully a final. So uh, yeah, you know, however you uh, you're going to watch this one, you know, uh, hope you're set up for uh, for chewing some nails, and uh, if you've got any nails left from the other two games. But uh, yeah, it's, it's you know. It, we, as we said before, it's not it's not quite the stuff that dreams are made of, but to have have this opportunity still, that's what we got to keep remembering. Yeah, yeah remember, remember we you know yeah we we didn't quite get what we wanted, but scrub it and just focus on the magnitude, on this, not necessarily the magnitude, just the just kind of like the the, the chance that this team have earned. Um, this team have earned this right over the course of the season, and we're still way ahead of where any of us probably thought we would be. Third in the Championship, two games away from Wembley, three games away from the Premier League. It's, it's all possible, and I fully believe it's going to happen. Now, like you say, Dave, you know it's it's uh, this is what we this is what we watch football for. This is what we watch it for: excitement, possibilities. You know, go and grab the grab it. And talking about possibilities, Jim, as well, just quickly, I know we just throw a little bit of statisticals in there, just looking at what Swansea did against Reading as well. I mean, you know, their XG was two point four two. They had about four or five really good big bubbles, big shots, you know, in front of goal. However, I think this is probably encouraging for us. Looking at what Reading did, even though Reading were on the beach and they did get their one goal, Reading had you know one massive opportunity, you know, where they scored a penalty from Pushkas as well. But they had about three or four or five or six chances in the area as well. So again, you know, they're actually getting through, but they didn't actually, def- you know, they didn't take their chances as such. So I think you know maybe from a from a perspective of a Brentford point of view, we would hope to think that you know with our attacking um, force that we've got. If they've got their shooting boots on, maybe we might make a little bit more of those opportunities if we do get them. So I think for us, it's, it's, it's important to keep it tight so that they don't get those big bubbles in our area, which we're hoping that Pontus and Ethan can do and we can actually deliver at the other end. So just looking at that, I think there's a little ray of light there, but we obviously need to really do our job. Yeah, I mean Swan, Swansea uh, playing Reading, it was it was absolutely shit or bust, wasn't it? So you, you can you can imagine that they were kind of like, they, you know, on high octane fuel um, and absolutely, you know, just going hell for leather to get as many goals as they could. They needed a turnaround. Um, they needed a, a, a decent score if, if if anything was going to go their way, and if they if the news was filtering through from elsewhere that uh, you know if they got a couple more goals and the the, 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 the goal difference swing was was, was going to take them into the playoffs, what more incentive is there? They're not going to be approaching the first leg of the semi-final 
in the same way because uh, you know they they know they need to box a bit clever. They they're up against the more dangerous team. They're up against uh, a, a far more skillful team, and you know they they don't want to expose themselves and you know um, risk that we can run away with it if they if they don't take their chances and they're they're lightweight at the back. So yeah, they'll they'll be nervous that we're you know we're visiting. This is a big match on Sunday. Listen, we've come off of this. We've had a few days to chill on it. We've had a few days to think about it. You know, we might have been angry and sad and all sorts of emotions on, 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 on Wednesday night and Thursday. And that's natural. But listen, let's be realistic about this now and where we are. We see, you know, you know, you see yourselves as a bit of wise owls there out there, guys. I just want to say just quickly, give us a little bit of a wise owl thought. Just one sentence or a phrase or a word each going into this game, Laney. My wise owl moment is we're due a draw. Um, we, that's what we haven't had in the sequence. And if, you know, we've said it a lot, football happens like that. You can't win them all and you can't lose them all if you're a good team. Um, we're we're, we're overdue, overdue a draw. So probably I, if I'm going to bet, I, it's going to be on a, on, a, on a shared result in the first leg. And then that sets things up nicely at Griffin Park. My probably not very wise owl moment is just as my old man always used to say to me, do your best, go out there, do your best and no right-minded Brentford fan will, will think any less of you for, for doing that. And if you've done your best and it's not been quite good enough through luck or, you know, maybe just a, a miss, miss hit or, you know, something like that, don't worry about it. We just, we're behind you, we believe in you and that would be my message to the players. We believe in you from Jim Levesque. And for me, is don't forget what we've done so far. Just don't forget what we've done so far. What we've done so far, we've done so much and we're such a great side. And that just doesn't, you know, we, we don't lose that in a minute. So don't forget what we've done because we can always do it again. So quickly, score prediction, Jim, quickly. I'm not making a score prediction. No, not doing it. Oh. No, no, just, just do your best. Lainey? No, I'm not. I'm not, not going to do a score. I'm not going to do a score prediction. But I'm going to go first leg draw. And I'm going to go two 0 again to Brentford just because yeah, I've done it every time, haven't I? <laughs> but listen, this is the besotted pride of West London podcast. Everybody, get yourselves up. You know, start clapping, jumping around, put some music on. Just make yourself feel happy because listen, this isn't a bad position. We're in, we're in a great position. There's no one really wants to play us. Of course, we need to do our job, but don't forget we are still a very, very good side. We scored 50 plus goals with our three guys up front. Defence has let in not very many goals either. Where there's what they're still the second best defence in the league. So we need to go out there and do a job over Swansea over two legs. So that's what we're going to do. 6:30. It's going to be on the TV. It's going to be on Sky. It's going to be great. And keep your eye out for a special little piece that Besotted are involved in for the second match, return match at Griffin Park. The last match at Griffin Park is going to be on Sky Wednesday night. And uh, I'll be in the pub again with all the characters singing and dancing and on the tables and everything else that we do, cheering our team on. And fingers crossed we'll be able to get the result we need to go into the next game on Wednesday. So as we say, my name's Billy Grant. I'm here with Davey Lane. I'm here with Jim LeBac. And as we say, as we're coming out, we go, come on, you Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.